Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Mel. And I'm Janet. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about burnout. This is a topic that we've been seeing everywhere. I personally have been seeing people post about it on social media. I've been hearing about it and seeing it in my friends and my family, reading about it in articles. And I personally felt it pretty heavily at the end of and the beginning of this year and probably still feeling the residual effects of it. Um, So we want to take some time today to talk about burnout and more importantly what we can do about burnout so let's start with what it is burnout is a state of emotional physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress it occurs when you feel overwhelmed emotionally drained and unable to meet constant demands Ooh, this description sounds oddly familiar mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's just go into kind of some personal experiences mm-hmm. mel um thinking about burnout Is there a time that you can share with our listeners specifically that you felt burnout and how did you deal with it? Burnout's interesting where I feel like you have a prolonged, I won't say phase of it, and then moments of like distinct, like distinguished moments, you're like, oh shit, I was totally burnt out during that, during that time. And when I were to think about a situation, this one moment pops into my head and which I'll share with you all. So I was really burned out. Burnout, burned out. I was burnt <laughs> as F. Yeah. When I was planning my childhood best friend's bachelor party around April, May of last year. And mm. let me explain why. So there was so much going around during that time. It was around May, which honestly turned out to be the busiest month for ABG that we've ever had in history last year. Yeah. We were still figuring out COVID guidelines. Like, can we travel? Like, how does that even play into like a bachelor party? You know, this is also my first wedding that I was in a bridal party and my first time being a co-maid of honor and (laughs) all these ands. And I was working with a co-maid of honor that I never worked with before. And it just felt like a melting pot of personal disaster waiting Mm. to happen. And, you know, 
to be honest, I reflecting back, I was pretty much tapped out in terms of the work on the work front. Like ABG, I think I was loaded. There was only nothing else I could have offloaded and it was our busy season. And for the party, like I wanted to make it the best I could. Like when it comes to event planning, you know, like I want to deliver on all fronts and I have a certain aesthetic and I want her to be happy as a bride. Um, so I had that additional pressure on me and when it came to the actual, actual bachelorette party, it turned out fine, but there's moments throughout pre-planning and planning that added so much to my stress. To be honest, like my co-maid of honor, we hashed it out now. We're cool, but she's actually my other childhood best friend. I knew her since I was 10. And even though we are very close, we spent a lot of our adulthood apart. So we did a lot of things differently. You know, she was definitely more straight up than I was. But and she'll say things in a very, like, hurtful way that I just did not like. And mm. there's that, which I'll share a little bit more of. Um, and then I also took on responsibilities of the minor details. Like, I was the one that had all the decorations and packages sent to my place. And I was the one booking the restaurant for the for the, for the the bachelorette party. And, again, this since that is our busiest time for ABG. We get a lot – I have a lot of packages sent to me. So things get yeah. mixed up. So I'm just oh. like, holy shit. I have, like, 10 packages in front of me. And I'm trying my best to organize on top of, like, figuring out ABG stuff. And I end up forgetting one of the packages that oh, – Like, I, I bought, like, a that. tiara. Yeah. And I was so – Jay, I was so stressed out. I remember I was like, oh, my God. I just left for Palm Springs. And my package is in LA still. Like, do I get an Uber delivered? That's gonna be two hundred dollars. And like, I think for me, I was like, I'll just forfeit it. And I remember I calling you. I was like, Hey Jay, like, what should I do? You're like, Mel, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. But then the co-maid of honor is like, you could tell she's like, How did you forget that? Like that kind of feeling. Uh, you can feel that judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the judgment. Like, I mean, maybe fair, fairly so. But yeah, it's added pressure. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I acknowledge like I don't like messing up when it comes to events because my events usually run pretty smooth. I think for me, my mindset's like I wish I had someone that, someone there. It's like it's okay, Mel. It's not that big a deal. It's not like a crucial part because uh, we ended up finding it. The, the we it was like a tiara that said bride and like I was, and I found yeah. that in Party City because you're literally like, hey, Mel, just find it at the location. I was like, that's so much better. Um, but I could tell she was kind of like, oh, like you forgot that. And then like I also booked the restaurant and I think I was such in like go mode with ABG that I literally booked the wrong time. Mm. And you could tell she was like, you booked the wrong time and I had to change it. And so like I feel like I was just fucking up and I wasn't working at my capacity. Like you were, you feel like the quality of your work was starting to to go down, right? Yeah. And I just felt like a shitty person because like, yeah, the quality. And it's like, you know your capabilities too. So when that happens yes. and then you have someone else who's like, to be honest, who is like, what the fuck, Mel? Or like, oh shit, you forgot. Oh. Like making comments, you're just like, I feel like a shitty person. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you is not only like task-wise, physical, like logistically, that's a lot to balance. Um, because I was there in May at ABG. I know our workload was hella stacked. To do yeah. that while also having to plan something else, you know, on the side is already challenging enough. But I can also see the emotional stress that's being demonstrated here where it's like childhood friends, right? And yeah, yeah. you haven't worked together in a while. And, and then there's like um, – and then there's the – your personal pressure that you're putting on yourself of wanting to deliver. So that means that your mind is going to be constant – your mind and your heart are going to be constantly thinking about these things on top of ABG. So that's already a lot of demonstrations of stress that would cause a, a state of burnout. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, it's like, it's fun. The, the thing I didn't expect is that, you know, you hear about like planning weddings and planning bachelorette parties. But when you're actually doing it, I realize like this is a lot of work that no one really told like told me about. And like, 
it just makes me like empath. I don't say like, empathize, but like, yeah, like yeah. pro worker, anyone that's planning a bachelorette or like trying to like make this day about the bride, it's freaking. It's as much as you love the person, it is gonna be. You're gonna be exhausted. Like it's a reality of it. Like yeah. you're giving a part of you for this event for this day, so everyone could be happy. I'm not saying that in a negative way, but just something for you to like be aware of. You know, I think if I knew that, I would have maybe chose different things. Maybe you know whatever, but. Yeah, I just something like I, I I feel like a lot of our listeners might have to carry. I don't want to say burden, but maybe that will have that responsibility one day, or they already had it, and maybe they know they know better tips and tricks to not overwork or overextend themselves, because you're also doing this on top of your own personal life, on top yeah. of your job. So just like I was like, oh shit. So with all of that that happened, mm-hmm. what? So the you know the bachelor party happens. And then ABG also kind of wraps up a more busy month or it, like when there was a moment of pause, how was it that you feel like you resolved the state of burnout? The weird thing was for me is that I could feel myself getting a little burnt out even in the middle of the bachelor party. And like, mm. and, and that's the thing I, like a reality thing I have to admit because everyone's like having a good ass time and like, yeah, I'm having a good time, but during the bachelor party, since most of it, we had it at a house because of COVID, I was playing host and cooking the whole weekend. Mm. Every meal. I didn't I didn't designate or assign girls out because I didn't know how to do that, to be honest. Like, I didn't delegate as well because I just felt like since everything's at a house, we're just cooking and buying. And, like, me and my co-maid of honor were there first. We already bought everything. And, like, I, I wasn't as close with the girls as much as, like, I don't know. So I just felt like, hey, can you do – I wasn't – you didn't I guess feel it comfortable asking exactly. Them to so yeah. I just felt Answer, yeah. that's something. But I also learned from you because um, to delegate more. I think the best thing about the ha- having it at a house is that I actually had a room to myself. So I use that as my solo time to retreat after cooking a meal, after hanging out with them. I'll have like twenty minutes to myself. Like to be honest, like uh, if I didn't have that, I would feel very differently. Coming back or sometime after. I totally cried because I was exhausted. Like at that mm. point, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I can't with myself. Like I feel not me. I felt not a hundred percent. And even though I was happy the bride had a good time, I wrote, I honestly remember feeling at zero. And what I chose to do is I took some space away from my co-maid of honor to figure out my thoughts because I actually was really upset after that weekend because yeah. I felt like I was, we we're both working, but I'm like, you understand the stress I'm under because you feel the same stress. But at the same time, I'm not saying shit to you that you're saying to me that really pissed me off. And so I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't be around you right now. So I'm going to just be with my thoughts and like figure out how I feel. And five months after that experience, I did talk to her about it. I said, hey, I'm okay now. But like, I just need to let you know that I felt really hurt by some of the things you said. And I don't think there's really being considerate. And so I think for me, how, how I combated this burnout was honestly just for emotionally with my friend, I just needed to take some time apart to rebuild that, that relationship, I guess. And I think I learned, if anything, I learned from this experience, like if you're ever a maid of honor or doing things at event planning, I would have simplified this a bit more in terms of planning and delegating more for the future. And this may not be a solution, but um, don't make me your maid of honor. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> like legit, I don't think I want to be. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not a good, like, I don't want that experience. Spoken anymore. like a true. <laughs> I remember feeling this way after a couple of experiences I had also of um, of being 
in the world of weddings and, and can, you know, like I've been in a couple of bridal parties at different capacities and I understand um, how tricky and delicate that can be when you're managing a personal relationship mm-hmm. but also a workload and people's preferences and everything. But um, I think it's good that one of the things that you described of how you dealt with that that I think is a good demonstration of a way to treat it is you said you just let yourself cry. Because there was, a, I remember there was one thing that I did where at the end I just came back and I cried. And then I felt so yes. much better. And, you know, it's like, the thing is also like, it's, um, you, I felt a little like, oh, sh- I don't want, I don't want the bride to feel guilty that I'm crying. But it's like, the reality is that like, yeah. this stuff is stressful. And they, she was thankful for the work that I put in. But yeah, you're, you are giving a part of yourself. And then it's like, I just need to cry to like, release it all, right? And then, and then yeah. it feels better. One thing I want to add with like, combating this, or just, even just having someone, like, the thing that's, weird about the situation with this stress or burnout moment is that I felt like I could feel myself hitting the burnout level but there's nothing I could have done I could have done I couldn't change it you know because I was already there at the bachelorette party but one thing that helped me was like I was texting you throughout the whole thing and I was like and even though the planning process having someone like Janet who honestly has again been through so many weddings has been through the process was like she was like Mel it's normal it's okay like you also gave me really good Mm. tips to like hey, that's not, it's okay. That's not a big deal. You forgot that. It's fine. Like the bride, like it just made me feel like you reminded me of the things to actually care about that. Mm. Yeah. And and felt supported. So I think having a friend that maybe that's not there, that's a source of comfort during this time is really Mm. helpful. So thank you for that. Cause I remember I was texting you so many random questions. Like, I don't even know how to throw a bachelor party. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, dude. If I could be of any help to pass on some, you know, of that that uh, knowledge, um, it's definitely something that I'm happy to do. And I think your advice is good. Is like, I mean, one thing. It's also because like I'm not in this situation, so I can help you kind of problem solve a little bit, or like just gut check that like yeah. are you're like, oh, am I overreacting, or like, oh, this is what's happening. Like, how should I, you know? So having so a third party who's like not in it. And then yeah. also has experience kind of doing some of this stuff can help you kind of like to have a a per, like a support system, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like last thing I'll say after being after saying I don't want to be a maid of honor anymore. I love that bride. We're fine. But like, yeah, I experienced being a ba- just a bridesmaid and I really enjoy that much more. <laughs> but mm, yeah, it just, yeah, it's, yeah. You get to enjoy it more. You're not like, holy shit, I got to do all these things. But the tip I'll say for these type of planning events on top of your personal work life is how can you, how can you again, like, yes, make the person you're planning for at happy, but how can you make this as efficient and how can you make the planning process for you enjoyable too? Mm. So that's yeah, something I would yeah. say. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. 
For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Jay, how about you though? Like I want to understand and hear more about your burnout. And I know I, we talk about this offline, but I would love to hear it packaged up. If that oh sounds God. Weird, like, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. be patching it very well, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked that you gave an example of a specific situation. Mine is not going to be so clean as a situation. Mine is my feeling of burnout. Um, when I think back to the definition where it's a state of, you know, emotional, physical and mental exhaustion and it's excessive Mm. prolonged stress. Um, I felt it very strongly at the end of this year. And part Mm. of kind of from what you were describing with ABG, we had a crazy year. Like I barely had, I'm I'm still like trying to process all the stuff that we we went through and that we've done and and Mm -hmm. all the opportunities we've gotten and how we're growing. But 2021 was a crazy year for us, you know? Um, So, you know, ABG is just, we are like in our second full year that we're running a company. And I think just doing doing this type of work in general is it's it's not just about physical burnout there's a lot of mental and emotional aspects to it as well right so Mm -hmm. i'm being taxed in that respect and also near the end of this year i was kind of seeing someone and um as i said like you know what it is to be dealing with romantic feelings and um and also trying to understand where him and i want to take this at this stage in our lives is kind of a stressful thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't. I think that people talk about dating and it's like, oh, it's so exciting to go on dates and yeah, managing, you know, a, a quote unquote trying to figure out if we're going into a relationship, what each of us is looking for. Are we a good match? We don't want to waste each other's time, but also kind of enjoy. Like, it's a lot that's taxing, not only mm-hmm. physically because I'm trying to squeeze in someone else in my schedule and, you know, and him in mine. So logistically, it's, it's, addition, it's adding work. Emotionally, fuck like it's hard to feel things and to make yourself be vulnerable to getting hurt you know mentally it was exhausting because I'm trying to like balance once again like having conversations with him right and it's Mm -hmm. like I'm sometimes I'd show up to our hangouts and I'm like I'm spent and it's like Mm -hmm. no this is another thing that you're supposed to be you're managing a relationship with with this person you need to be together you need to be present for them you Mm -hmm, you know all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and then the third thing to add on top of that is I was um, trying to change up my space, right? And I was trying to figure out a way where I could like rent out my place and then rent another place. Basically, I was in shift. I'm like floating around between LA and Orange County, you know, physically driving back and forth in different places, um, trying to then like figure out how to be with my living with my parents again in OC for a little bit, oh then letting me crash here. <laughs> uh-huh. Trying to manage my feelings and figure out what is what the fuck's happening in this relationship and then also trying to balance work. Basically... All these bigger things that are happening that are all taxing emotionally, physically, and mentally. And I hit a point of exhaustion. Um, and I would say that I felt it, like you were describing, Mel, it's like you can feel it coming slowly. This this isn't yeah. a point where you're just like, okay, it's December, you know, December 31st, and today I feel burnt out. It's like, shit, in already in mid-November, I was feeling like, mm, I can already feel like sometimes it's like I'm letting the ball drop a little bit, right? Like I, mm-hmm. in my work, I could feel that things are just taking me longer to do, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I usually wouldn't make that mistake. 
mm-hmm. um, just small signs that I could tell like I'm kind of like I'm I'm being taxed out a bit right but then when it finally came to December I was like the way that I'm going to combat this is I'm going to take a solo staycation mm-hmm. and I know you and I have talked about this and you did your own as well during the year and these are times where we thought okay let's take some time uh, like two or three days book just you and yourself and actively rest right so like I, I did all the things I like journal I did yoga I tried to unplug mm-hmm. from work um, and not respond as much as I usually do um, and I realized that I came back from that I was like yeah I feel refreshed but then once I started going back to my routines pretty much within a week I was like you know starting to kind of feel the residual burnout again yeah um so that was and I'm still kind of working through it you know I think so that's like for me just a demonstration of where there's multiple things happening in your life and then you just feel tapped out and the thing the way that I tried to manage it was like I'm just going to take a vacation or take a break and I'm realizing Mm -hmm. "Mm, that may not be the best way to manage it I don't know uh are there any other like I feel like you also have been dealing with a bit of burnout at the end of this year yeah I before I get into that Jay I want to like comment on the things you shared like you know it's interesting we're talking about like abg and the like we had a crazy year which i'll dive into that that relates to my my last story um but we had a crazy year that's for sure and then moments like that it makes me compare like okay how was i like back at my corporate job like was i as burnt out and why or if i wasn't why was that like I think when I worked in my corporate job, and obviously this all depends on like where you guys work full time. I feel like there was like a natural rhythm rhythm and flow. And by a certain time, I always signed off. And like there was a level of disconnection, like disconnectedness I had in my job because I didn't honestly care enough about the company. I cared about doing a good job, being a good, whatever my role was, my title and performing at that level. But my like connection to the company was like, whatever. Like I thought it was cool, but I think with ABG being kind of a, like tied into our, not only identity, but like it is, we're the co-founders. Like there's a level of investment that we want to give into it. So it's like, that's the balance I feel like, or the exposure I have now as an entrepreneur co-founder is like, yes, I can turn off, but it, my turn off ability is a little bit different than it was yeah. in my corporate job. And you're never really mentally and emotionally turned off from it the way that you can mentally and emotionally turn off from work, you know? Exactly. Uh, I feel like Jay and I, when we talk about our previous corporate jobs, we had um, not the one before ABG, but the one before that. Uh, and then for me at my last job, I feel there's a lot, there was like a, the balance, work-life balance lifestyle was very instilled in. So I think it was easy for us to, once six or seven o'clock hits for us, that rest of the hours are for whatever we want to do. So I feel like even with that, like, for example, going through a relationship, your mind's like, already cool. Like I'm, I'm done with work. I'm, I could, I could focus on you. But I don't, I think working at ABG or working at something that is your own, your mind is kind of always a little on. Yes. Like, a, yeah. and I think that's what makes it difficult for the mental exhaustion that's involved. And the thing I also want to dive into and also comment on with Jay is that like, I will say that because I'm talking to my younger cousins who are like early twenties and they're dating. I'm like, they're just like, yeah, I'm going and we're casual. Like, we're faking it. Like, whatever. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck do you need to figure out? Like, you're so young, <laughs> you know, versus like seeing someone like you who's like older than me and date. There's a lot of things now on the line you have to consider and yeah. evaluate. So I understand why that requires more mental stress or mental capacity. So I see why you were exhausted by the end of the year. And... I do want to piggyback on that after commenting. 
my situation or my moment of burnout was also accumulation. And it happened end of the year of last year. It was the week before Christmas. And I was in my kitchen getting ready to bake cookies because I I think we're in the holiday spirit. I finally put up my Christmas tree in the house, which is like, honestly, I used to put my Christmas tree after things like when Thanksgiving dinner is over, my tree goes up. Not this, not last year. It came up literally right before Christmas. And it just shows that like my mind, I wasn't, I wasn't the mindset to like get in the holiday spirit. Yeah. And I think that day I chose to like make cookies. I'm just like, Mel, you're going to do this because like you should get into just holiday spirit or whatever. And I think I was in the middle of baking and a message came in from you. And it was like the most easiest, like simple question, like, Hey, like, when should we meet next? When should we schedule our next meeting? Which is a really basic thing. Like pretty much just asking, do you drink water? Or are you thirsty? It's <laughs> just like a very simple question that comes out of how we work. Right. And it wasn't even like, oh my God, our financial, like something, it wasn't even crazy. And all of a sudden, when I saw your message come through, I felt myself getting upset and I started feeling extremely frustrated. And I was frustrated because I didn't know why such a simple question would cause this reaction Mm. out of me. I was like, why the fuck am I so mad, upset? And all of a sudden, I just started crying. And I was like, what? Like, I was just like, kind of shocked at myself. Like, why am I this is not normal like behavior of me and I realized after some yeah so I realized after some processing that I actually in that moment and by the time like 20 like that December time hit that I just didn't want to talk about work anymore like I just I was over it not over it but like more like I can't I can't handle anymore and and then I think it's also because I knew that vacation is like right around the like really right like a few days i'm like but you're like hitting that capacity limit right it's and, it's and it's because we had a very long year for abg to be honest 2021 was our first full year of abg and reflecting back a lot of stuff has happened um, both personal again i was in two weddings that one wedding that i mentioned earlier that stressed me out and work and like you mentioned being a co-founder isn't easy Managing a team isn't easy. It's rewarding, but it's also challenging. Just because it's like a rewarding, it doesn't take away from the fact that sometimes I will get stressed. Sometimes I yes. will get burnt out. And um, I want to add to this because I think sometimes doing ABG, I love it. I really, truly do. But I was thinking about 2021. I was like, so much stuff has happened in the world and ABG yeah. and then personal life. Like, for example, like um, dealing with the the ongoing Asian hate crimes are still existing and going on right now. It came into like, it like, it happened, like, I guess like came to the like forefront more so last year and like during early last year. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something we emotionally had to process even like there's horrific things happening in the shootings in Atlanta. That was literally last year. You know, that is a lot to handle for anyone. And there and then that and like it just in general like work was just really busy so like it was a big year not only for us but for everyone but yeah so I think at that point um after reflecting when you asked me such a simple question I realized my mental capacity was already at 99.8 percent probably and that small 0.2 percent of a question just like tipped me over like I was like I can't which resulted in me crying with a bowl of cookie batter in my kitchen and I was like, fuck, this tastes good. But why, why am I so <laughs> upset? 
And I do want to clarify that, like, I don't blame you at all, Jay, for that question. It was more of a realization point for me that I am overworked and I overworked yeah, myself yeah. For, my, for my own capacity by the end of 2021. And when I say my capacity, I feel like everyone has different capacities of how they can work. I hit mine for sure. And the way I combated that feeling was that specific moment in my kitchen, my cookie batter, once I started feeling extremes of emotions like I was getting angry and frustrated and then I started crying the first thing that pops into my head is why why Mm. am I upset right now am I projecting like I'm not mad at Janet I'm mad at this question but why about this question am I mad about you know and then so I start doing the detective work right away I'm the type to want to I want to identify my feelings and once I identified it as oh shit I just don't really want to talk about work and I think I'm burnt out I then start processing it. And I believe for that situation, I called you afterwards with, with you and I shared how I felt. And I think we both acknowledged how we both actually felt burnt out. Okay. So exactly what you shared earlier. And that we both said, let's just take it easy for the rest of the year. And we'll save any of the big mental discussions for the new year, which we did, which I think was extremely helpful. And I think both of us acknowledging why we were burnt out kind of gave us that mental ability to know what we need to change yes. and how we both operate personally as co-founders, how the way we work, um, which we'll go into in a few minutes. Um, I also want to note that our burnouts come from different things as founders. You know? Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It's like, for example, I don't think I personally am overextending myself in terms of the hours I'm working. I'm naturally a person that likes that nine of nine of maybe now it's nine to like seven or nine to six schedule uh because i like i like i need the ability to sign off that's just how i am but my burnout came from an accumulation of the year which i think can be solved with little habit changes so i just wanted to clarify my burnout my reasoning yeah. for my burnout for abg or just for just in general i guess for 2021 what i really liked is when you walked us through like in that moment when you have that like kind of pissed off and frustrated, the first thing you did was ask why. And yeah. I think that is so good because I remember in similar other points in my life when I've hit what, you know, the definition of burnout or exhaustion, um, sometimes you don't, it's hard to just realize it. I think realizing mm-hmm. it is is one of the critical points. And one of the ways I would realize it is, yeah, I, I see that I'm like, man, I'm getting a little like, um, like things mm. that, that shouldn't irritate me are irritating the fuck out of me, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's so that I think that's a good cue for our listeners too is like if you are questioning whether you're feeling burnout, if you're more easily irritable, mm-hmm. that is a sign that something's not like something needs to be reworked, right? It's funny because like when you say that really quickly, I think about my period. <laughs> that's like the weirdest <laughs> example, but like Honestly, when I get at these moments, I do the why, and I'm like, is my period coming? No. Okay. Mm. I'm not saying that's an excuse, but I do get emotional. But that's emotional. an explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. an explanation. You're like, and I think that, yeah, it's the point. Like, if you're feeling extra irritable, ask yourself why. I think mm-hmm. why is always the, the best place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Mel, you had said, for both of us, when we've reached these points of exhaustion, I think sometimes people talk about burnout as like, oh, I'm kind of stressed. I just need to take a vacation, you yeah. know, or I just need to like veg out my PJs or be in bed for a couple of days mm-hmm. or I'm going to go and party, you know, I'm going to go and like drink my ass off for a weekend and then I'll feel yeah. better. <laughs> 
And the truth is, those types of things, um, they can help for a moment, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe even a week. Maybe for a week, you'll feel like better. But likely, if you are not changing something about what you're doing that got you to that point of burnout, you're going to slip back into that state eventually, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So... To really address burnout, it requires changing your behaviors, which really mm-hmm. requires changing the habits, the minute things that you're doing every single day. I totally agree. And I think, you know, obviously Janet and I shared, like, at the end of the year, kind of feeling like a little bit at zero. I kind of spent some time thinking about, like, what can I do into the new year to help myself feel more at 100? And Janet mentioned, like, it is the little habits that you, the little habits and little changes you make on your day to day. So it led me to, uh, Pick up a book or an audiobook. I'm currently reading Atomic Habits, which is amazing, by the way. And in it, they share that a tiny change in behavior will not transform your life overnight, but turn that behavior into a habit that you perform every day, and it absolutely can lead you to big changes. Changing your life is not about making big breakthroughs or revolutionizing your entire life. Rather, it's about building a positive system of habits that, when combined, deliver remarkable results. Basically, they talk about forming new habits as well as changing existing habits. So you want to take some time to think through some new habits that you want to develop and old habits that you want to change. And I just want to share really quickly how this really resonates with me because it makes me reflect back about little habits that I picked up even last year that has made significant changes for me. So for example, I shared in previous podcasts that last year in January 2021, I started meditating again because I fell off the bandwagon for sure and I just do five minute meditations in the morning and I journal every morning after I wake up and one thing for me is like within journaling find the system system that works for you for me it's having future self journaling which is has is this existing prompts you can answer but yeah I think even this morning I was journaling I'm like holy shit it's been a year of this and it helps me set my intentions for the day It may not solve my burnout, but it really helps me set a good foundation for my morning and I feel good afterwards. So these little changes, even like making your bed every morning has become like a thing I cannot not do. So just wanted to share a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, when you say it doesn't solve your burnout, it is. It's solving it over time slowly, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's not a cure-all. Sometimes I think that's why we think about vacations or like, Mm -hmm. you know, or something like that because we're thinking of just a quick fix. But the point of changing your habits is that you're not going to feel the effects immediately, but yeah. through through sticking to it, you will feel it over time. Yep, I agree. On Wondery's podcast, Even the Rich, co-hosts Brooke and Arisha share the stories behind some of the most famous and infamous celebrities in history, from Madonna to Britney Spears, and from the Kardashians to the House of Gucci. And in all new season, they investigate the shocking kidnapping of heiress Patty Hearst. Even the Rich gives you the inside scoop on the drama that keeps families in the spotlight, how these dynasties were built, and the lengths they're willing to go to protect the family name. The show is part history, part comedy, part gossip, and completely fascinating. As someone who's into pop culture, there's been a nine that I have curiosity about the life of the rich and famous. But when you add in a kidnapping, I'm for sure going to tune in. Questions like, why was she kidnapped? What happened following her abduction? Starts popping into my head. So much gets revealed in this podcast, and if you crave the inside scoop, I recommend Even the Rich. Listen to Even the Rich, Patty Hertz, and Rich and Daily on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. 
Hi, BGs and ABBs. It's Janet here. I'm a big fan of nonfiction books, but I never feel like I can get through them fast enough. So when I heard about Blinkist, I thought, finally, a book summary service that gives you the key insights from the world's best nonfiction books in 15 minutes or less. They want to empower people to grow personally and professionally by discovering content that inspires, motivates, and gives them new perspectives on their lives and the world in 2022. They have books like Design Your Future, How Successful People Think, and The 5AM Club. A blink I recently learned from The 5AM Club that will stay with me is the 20-20-20 formula, where you start your morning with 20 minutes of movement, 20 minutes of reflection, and 20 minutes of learning. If you want to know more, you got to check out Blinkist. Right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com ABG to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off of a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com ABG to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. Blinkist.com ABG. So with that, Jay, I'd love to hear, because I actually didn't ask you this yet, what is an existing habit that you want to change? And how do you plan on changing it? Yeah, so the first thing that I thought about, um, I know that usually when I when I start to burn out, one of the measurements I can take, uh, I, I get, is that I start to drink more, which is mm. not a good habit, you know? And I know I'm not the only one. I think a lot of people, as a way, you know, uh, of decompressing, you like, you're like, I want a glass of wine, or I'm going to go party for a weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I thought about my state of burnout, one is one of the first things that I can control in my habits to, to lessen this. Cause like when, the more that you drink, then the more tired you are and the more your mood is, you know, gross. And yeah. it also doesn't, it just, it doesn't solve the problem. Right. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, so an existing habit that I wanted to change that I think will help improve my burnout is to drink less. But like the book Atomic Habits, um, helps to guide, when you're setting up a habit you want to change, like just saying I want to drink less is too general, right? Mm -hmm. They they have this thing where they talk about implementation intention, which is introducing a clear plan, like being very specific. So then I was like, okay, if I'm going to ch change this existing habit of, of my current habit of drinking, what is what is the way that I plan to do that? So mm -hmm. the two kind of like boundaries that I set for myself, one is I want to for four nights of the week to not have any alcohol in my system. So I'll let myself drink three nights of the week, right? And then if it's a weeknight, I will not have more than two drinks in one sitting. So that is kind of my my uh, plan or my way of approaching this. And for those who've listened to our podcast in the past, you know that drinking is something that I've been trying to, to moderate for a long time. I tried all these different approaches. I will say that it was going pretty well for most of this year. Um, and then over the holidays and I think after I hit my point of burnout, I did just kind of indulge and, um, you know, starting to kind of just let myself like sit my feelings with my wine a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, but now that we're in like the new year, I want to get back on track of really being better about moderating it. Yeah. So I have the two kind of loose boundaries, but then in terms of like, um, how I plan to change that and something that, you know, Mel, when you reference Atomic Habits, they talk about habit tracking. Mm -hmm. So that is one way to help keep you on track. Um, I've actually been tracking how much I drink for about two years now. Almost every almost every day I note like if I if I drank, if I didn't, how much I drank. Mm -hmm. um, and so that for me is is one way I'm I'm planning to execute on 
on on keeping myself accountable. Um, the other is I want to explore not more non-alcoholic drinks. Mm. Um, I know there's like there's so much in the marketplace now, and some of them are really fun. And I I used to drink kombucha as a way to replace it, but kombucha is tea, and if you drink tea at night, it's gonna mm. keep you fucking awake. So <laughs> so I think I'm looking for some other fun non-alcoholic cocktails. Oh yeah, Mel's getting excited. No, I just realized I had kombucha last night. I was like, why can I sleep? I'm like, duh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, sidetrack, but thank yeah. you for sharing that. And then another thing I was going to do, uh, which is also something to mention in Atomic Habits, is keeping a contract. Um, oh. Contract with yourself. And this is actually something that uh, a therapist that I'm working with told me about as well. She's like, write it down on paper. A contract to Janet saying, this is my plan. I plan to drink a max of three nights a week. And on weeknights, I will not have more than two alcoholic drinks. Because there's something about the act of doing that that is like you're making a promise to yourself, right? So having a contract. And then I, uh, the other thing is I am seeing a therapist regularly. So having accountability, having someone mm. who's like going to help me track that this is what I want to do, checking in with me. Uh, we meet maybe once every two weeks or so. Yeah, that's actually, those are really good. The contract thing is something I never heard before. So uh, maybe I didn't get that part to the book, but I think that's really great. And having, even letting your therapist know like, hey, I actually want to work on this and you can each check in on me. It's a good way for yeah. you to, to help. Like accountability is huge. And then there is another habit that I wanted to change. And this relates to us talking about our burnout with work, right? So mm-hmm. maybe in the past I would say, what's a habit you want to change? It's like, I want to work less. Well, that's too, that's very broad. Like, what does that mean, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I need to put up boundaries, that is how I can act on this. Um, and the way that I plan to do this, I was like, hey, these are the rules that I'll set. I do not want to respond to Slack anytime after 8 p.m. unless it's urgent. My plan is by 8 p.m. that I'm logged off. Unless I see an urgent message come in, I don't. I want to try to set that as like a pattern of behavior. And then this might be harder. Don't respond to email after 10 p.m. unless it's urgent. So that's also another, um, I think that's just... I do have a habit of doing emails at night, so that might be harder, but these are just boundaries I want to set because I realized that I was burning out, uh, not necessarily by the amount of work I was doing, but just by trying to keep up with everything that was happening and realizing that, Mel, you were were right. You were like, you know what? If there's a 24-hour window, if you don't catch it at 8 p.m., you can catch it in the next morning and it's okay. And I was just having a habit of staying up really late and then sometimes I would work really late at night and I don't know. But either way, these are the boundaries that I'm going to try to put into place to help me really contain my boundaries with work, not just in terms of numbers of hours of work. That's Mm -hmm. not a good – that's not the only way you can track it. It really is mentally and emotionally for me to have boundaries. I love that (laughs) habit. I actually, on Jane, I'll, I'll acknowledge that you have been turning off at APM, which I'm very happy about because I signed on. And I'm like, yay, she's online. Good. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, it's because like yeah, you are on lo- you're online and I a lot. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I think yeah, it's, which we is we work habit. differently. We work differently in that, but it's because we come from different industries that I'm like. I like turning. I need to turn off though. So that's yeah. just how I am. But it's so also because I, during the day, you're usually going, I notice the way that you work. You're very like, I'm only going to work these hours that when I'm there, I'm like on, on, on. And you're like very, yeah. very on. I think my, I'm used to being in workplaces where you're not having to be super, super on all the time. You're just, you're, you're there. So that's why I'm just, I'm used to being on for longer hours, but not as like super, super strong. Like I, I just might be available for like more long hours, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think... Maybe it's just my energy right now, but like I, I'm definitely have been in go mode during the certain hours of the day. But I, I think that's what I'm used to, and I work better yeah. that way. Also, to me, it explains why you need to turn off 
at a mm. certain hour because if you're going if you're exerting that much energy you need time to like really really recharge yeah yeah that's how i am it's funny because i think my mom's like that too so i, I get that from my mom also mm. so maybe it's just like a family habit thing that i'm also learning um dang you actually talking about this made me think another existing habit i kind of want to change which i'll maybe i'll share a little Ooh. more later yeah um, yeah yeah what are what are habits that you want to change mel this kind of correlates to what you said about like going i guess going during the time frame uh i want to wake up earlier um because i want also more time to work on my personal projects i go so hard during abd time maybe um to be honest being back home at the holidays messed up my sleeping schedule like no other i used to sleep i was on this regimen i slept at like midnight or one which honestly is not that bad and i would wake up at 8 45 or 9 a.m but back at home i would sleep at 4 a.m and wake up at 1 p.m and it and I freaking hated it. Like I hated how unproductive I felt. I hated mm. how lethargic I felt. And this is mostly because my brother's gonna be like, it's not my brother's gonna hate me, but my brother's <laughs> a night owl. He literally he just started a new job. But before then, he literally would just like be up talking to his fucking friends at night yeah, when he's yeah, in the yeah. bathroom, when he's in the fucking bedroom. Just like, uh. bitch, I could fucking hear you through my walls. <laughs> I cannot, I can't sleep. And I do think like your environment does help set the tone. Yeah. Because Another thing is this leads to my sleeping schedule is that my mom leaves the food out and my brother has two meals or three meals a night and I would join him on some yeah, of the multiple yeah, yeah, meals. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I'm done eating, I'm just like, oh, well, now I'm awake. So Yeah, um, right. I know I know about that life because I'm also naturally a night owl and then being at home, my dad also is kind of that way. So we end up and yeah, it's hard if it's hard to even your environment is that way to reinforce those habits. <laughs> Yeah, so I just it pisses me off because I just feel like I'm not in my usual grind or my usual work mode. Yeah. Um, so one thing I plan to change it or how I plan to change it, I'm back in LA, which honestly didn't realize how much I love being back. It's weird. Um, but I'm actually practicing patience with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing I really want. I want to be more forgiving, pour, you know, pour more into my glass, so to speak. So this week I set my alarm for my old time, which is 8.45.9. But to be honest, I snoozed almost every day. But it wasn't too bad. I wasn't getting up, you know, after 11 like or 10 on the days. I still met our meeting times and everything. But instead of being mad at myself, being like, why the fuck did you wake up early or whatever? Uh, I would acknowledge it and try to see progress of it anyway. Like, hey, I'm waking up way earlier than I did back like last week. Like, this is so much earlier. And it's only been a week since I've been back. And I could slowly see myself returning back to my normal schedule and as mentioned, atomic habits, habits start slow. So I'm okay yes. with giving my, it's only, dude, this is like week, technically for me, week one back in LA in January. I have yeah. the whole year. It's fine. I will slowly get back into it. So I want to get back to my normal routine and eventually start earlier. So in the mornings, I can have more time to myself and then get into ABG mode. So what I usually do is like, yeah, have 30 minutes, whatever in the morning for me. Then I get to my emails. But I want to have more time for me in the morning to do other things like my personal development activities, like learning Korean. Yeah, I'm like, haven't gone to my lessons yet because I can't have time. I don't have time. You need a set routine. Something you had mentioned, uh, mm. which I really, really liked, was that habits start small and slow. Yeah, yeah. And you want to be patient with yourself. I think that that is one of the biggest messages that I would want to echo to anyone out there who's trying to change a habit um, is that it takes time. Mm -hmm. Habits don't change overnight, you know, and it's like everyone talks about the brand new year, new me, and you make a resolution. And then what is it? The statistic is like most of the time by the second week of January, people 
drop it. Why? It's probably because mm-hmm. they set expectation too high and they weren't patient with themselves when they couldn't stick to it. Exactly. So I love how you're, you're you know, wanting to get up earlier. You're like, I'm in a lower, I know that I can be kind of mean to myself when I don't hit that mm-hmm. right away. So it's like, let me be patient. Um, so I think that's a great, a great way to approach it. So Jay, uh, we know the term new year, new me. Um, what is a new habit you want to form, I guess, this year? Yeah. So funny that you talked about wanting to wake up earlier. I My new habit is about wanting to go to bed earlier <laughs> or, or more, um, not go to bed earlier, but maybe just at a consistent time. My sleep schedule is just, I'm really bad at being consistent. Mm. Um, so I picked a time and I said, I'm going to go to bed by 11 p.m like physically put myself in bed, right? I don't work. There's so many details about falling asleep and all that kind of stuff and all that kind of stuff. But how I plan to do this, well, um, I liked in Atomic Habits, and I think you had mentioned this once to me as well about habit stacking. An example of habit stacking in the past that's actually worked for me is um, my vitamins. I take, I put my vitamins near my toothbrush. So every mm. morning after I brush my teeth, I take my vitamin. That's like uh, you're stacking the habit of taking your vitamins with brushing your teeth, right? Mm. Um, So I don't know that I can stack a habit with going to bed, but I I did think about what happens right before bed and it's um, a nighttime routine. And I think maybe if I'm more consistent with the time I start my nighttime routine, then it'll help me also be more consistent about going into bed. Mm. Um, Another thing that they talked about in Atomic Habits was making habits immediately satisfying. So... Like giving yourself a reward, right? Mm, mm. Um, what would make me want to go to bed? Well, <clears throat> um, anyone who knows me, if you've shared a hotel room with me, which Mel has, <laughs> knows that I'm obsessive with my sleep mask. Like that's the one thing I need a block. I don't know if it's like light or what it is, but it really helps me sleep if I wear a sleep mask. So mm. I think I'm going to invest in a higher quality sleep mask that's really, Ooh. that's more like silky and... You know, like, um, just so that then the experience for me, I'm going to be like, I'm excited to go to bed to put on my sleep mask, which <laughs> sounds kind of dorky. But, you know, it's making a habit that's like satisfying. It's incentivizing me to to want to go to bed. Um, the other thing that Atomic Habits had mentioned that I thought was interesting that I could do is they talk about contracts and consequences, right? So I talked about how with my mm-hmm. drinking, I want to contract myself. The other you could do is like if you break that contract, you might like have to pay a penalty, Right. So I could create a fund where it's like every time I'm not going to bed by 11 p.m., I'm going to put like five dollars into this jar. So that mm. incentivizes me to not want to like or, or or maybe I say I'm going to pay five dollars to Mel and then I'm be like, well, fuck, I want to go to bed just so that I'm not like losing five dollars. I don't know that I'm ready to commit to that level. But for yeah. anyone out there who is, I just thought that that was an interesting other like um, tip about how to form a new habit by creating kind of like consequences to hold you accountable. So I'm not quite ready to go that far, but I say I will think about my nighttime routine and I will think about also um, getting a new sleep mask to make it more, to make it like a little sexier. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, I love that idea because I feel like, Jay, we also know this. If you're investing in an expensive sleep mask, you're best believe you better use that. Use it, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that's a great way to like try to like sleep earlier and stuff. I was trying to think about, I'm like, yeah, you pay me five bucks every time you sleep late. I'm like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Um, But I was just thinking like, is there a way you could actually combine your your habits together? Like for example, Mm. every time you don't go to sleep earlier, you cannot have one, you, you eliminate one day of the week that you can actually drink. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good tactic. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're like, you eliminate a class or like things like that. So like, I don't know. That's just like an idea, but I don't know how that, but then how do you hold yourself, how do you hold yourself accountable? Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, that's where I, I want, like if I have a therapist I'm seeing once every two weeks, if I told her this plan, she would check in on me and be like, how are you doing on that? So she holds me accountable. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, But I like that. That's a really good idea of like, if you have two different habits and then you can kind of have them working together but essentially it's a little bit of like gamifying it so you give yourself yeah yeah you commit to a plan and then you give yourself rewards or you you kind of dock yourself points so for anyone who likes to like play games as a way to change your behavior that is mm-hmm. that's one way to approach it yeah. yeah yeah so how about you any new habits that you want to form yes there's definitely one that's i feel like that's always kind of like on everyone's list and it's been on my list but i wanted to find the right way to word it so i could commit to it somehow so one of my habits I definitely want to start forming in this year is I want to create a healthy, active fitness, like active routine. I kind of don't want to include fitness because fitness for me equals working out and I don't like working out. So I just want to find a physical activity that I enjoy and be, make it part of my weekly routine. For example, I started K-pop dance last year, end of the year, that's every Tuesdays. And honestly, I'm enjoying it. So, but ideal plan for 2022 is I want to stick with K-pop on Tuesdays. I want to find a new activity on Wednesdays and maybe a home workout on Thursdays just to do some, just to mix it up a bit. And how do I plan on doing this? Again, I am going to start slow. I'm trying to maintain the weekly K-pop dance classes. I went for the first time by myself last week and it was super nerve wracking, but I felt really fulfilled afterwards. Like it's that feeling I want to hold on to. And again, I'm going to try at home workouts. Um, instead of going hard, like for a 30 minute hit workout, I'll do a three minute fitness video by the fitness marshal to like slowly move up. You know, he's yeah. really fun. Um, and again, in the book, the author talks about how you can't expect to run 30 minutes a day overnight. It doesn't happen that way. So he said, he said, start with putting on your running shoes once a day and take it off the next day, run for five minutes and come back. So eventually you build yourself up to where you want to be. And this mentality allows me to practice patience and forgiveness for myself. And another thing I did that helps me like take more of initiative with this is that when I wrote down like this is my plan of 2022, like I want to create an active routine, just the word active. I wrote down the three, some activities that I find interest in that is active. Like I wrote boxing, I wrote rock climbing, I wrote pole dancing, you know, like different things that could give you a workout without the title of workout sometimes. So I just like wanted to like add, I wanted to add it a different blend. And then what I did afterwards, I looked up places I wanted to try. So actively like I, I bookmarked some locations on my Yelp. So at least I know I, I'm not like starting from zero once I want to like try a place. I could just go in, you know what I mean? Like I have a yeah. place to go. So kind of creating a plan really helps me too but with that plan i am again practicing slow and steady so those are that's the one thing i want to do this year oh my god i love that we've heard we've been talking about um like getting some form of like exercise and i know sometimes you're just like oh god i just like hate working out like that's just not my thing and the truth is like I don't like the way that I have found getting into movement um, regularly mm. is like you said, starting slow. Like I just started, I used to hate running, but I'm like, I'm just going to go on a walk for 10 minutes. And then slowly that 10 minute walk turned into, okay, I'm going to take meetings with friends. And we're instead of going 
out to mm. get coffee. We're just going to take a walk around yeah. you know, the neighborhood. And then slowly that became, I'm going to go for those longer walks by myself. And then I'm going to go into a jog and I'm going to go. In. So it's it's the small actions. Um, but, but also I think really critically is finding something that you enjoy. So mm-hmm. I love that you found, and it wasn't just one thing. You found K-pop and then you're like pole dancing. Shit, I'm, I'm down to join for that too. Yeah. <laughs> Rock climbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rock, I mean, I love it's getting a variety of different activities that are fun and then also just physical, getting yourself moving mm-hmm. so that you can start to actually like movement, like physical exactly. activity. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing. It's like, and even for me, like, though I was really careful of how I wrote it. Like, I want to get in shape or I want a fitness routine. I'm like, no, the word fitness for me sometimes does associate with like that type of mentality. I'm just like active. What does yes. active mean to me? So... Yeah, that's one of my, that's my goal, you know? So, I, I'm, of course, you know, one thing I'm learning about this goal or this, or like habit that I want to build up is that it also unites my friends too. Like, it's a play, it's mm. a way that we can all come together and have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a hitting different things at once, which I, yeah. which I really enjoy. I love that. Well, thank you all for joining us today as Mel and I shared um, our experiences with feeling burnout and how we plan to address it through different habit changes. Uh, we talked about new habits we wanted to form and also um, old habits that we want to change. And we did reference Atomic Habits quite a bit throughout this episode because it is a book that we're both kind of checking out at the moment uh, and wanted to leave you listeners with the parting message of if you are also thinking about changing habits yourself, uh, to be slow and patient with yourself, mm-hmm. to set specific habits, to use formats of tracking that are helpful, and then also having accountability partners and, have, and having a support system with you. So Jay and I kind of shared some of the habits we want to change or form this year. If you guys have any habits you want to change, um, please share that in our most recent Instagram post. We'd love to hear about some of the things you're working on. But again, this is a new year. Be patient with yourself and know that you have the whole year to work on this. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is asianbossgirl. We do have a couple shout-outs for this episode. To Farrell from Phoenix, congrats on your new job and thank you for pushing me to become the best person I can be. I'm super lucky to have you in my life. Love you. To Allie from Ashley, you are the best roomie who puts up with my craziness and sleep talking. So proud of all you've done. Love ya. And to Danielle from CSEM, thinking of you and wishing your mom a speedy recovery. If you'd like to send a shout-out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio on our Instagram and click on shout-outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all of her magic on our episodes, including this one. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye! Bye.